My name is Fitz, and I'm the CEO of the Fitz Group. I'm glad you've chosen to listen to this week's excerpt from our weekly builder's call. This call is designed to help you move beyond personal sales and into building a business in the insurance industry. On one end of the income spectrum, we've helped a ton of agents make an additional $50,000 a year in override income on top of their sales income. And on the other end of the spectrum, we've helped a number of leaders make in excess of $1 million annually through the development of the override income into a business. And now, on to today's lesson. Okay, today's training. I'm excited about today's training. Um, been uh, been teaching this training for quite a while, and uh, I, I like to remind everybody every day, uh, every week, that when I when I do training, it's it's based around conversations I'm having with you individually. Um, I know I I, I I was talking to somebody just about this last week. I feel like in my life, whenever I hear something from multiple sources, um, it's just an indicator that that's something I need to pay attention to. Uh, maybe it's something I need to learn. Maybe it's something I need to change about myself. Maybe it's something I need to teach. Um, so, you know, I hear it on a podcast or I read it in a book or, you know, uh, on Sunday the pastor says something about it, whatever. Maybe I hear it on the news or read it in the Wall Street Journal or something, whatever. You know, I just, different places, all of a sudden, I just feel like I need to pay attention to it. Um, it's kind of the same way when I'm deciding what to do on the training. When I'm talking to you individually uh, in our coaching conversations, uh, it, it's, it's so, I, I a lot of times wish that um, people could just, more people could just sit as a fly on the wall and watch my conversations throughout the week because it's, it's like the weeks run in themes. Uh, there's these themes that pop out four or five or six. Sometimes agents are all having conversations about the same thing. Uh, and when that's the case, I know that the 50 people on this call, uh, need to hear it, uh, need to hear, uh, that topic. Maybe they just don't know to talk about it yet. Uh, and so, uh, today's topic, mm -hmm is the secret to your success, the secret to your success. Uh, my good friend, Andy Albright, uh, wrote a book called Inside the Circle of You. Um, and uh, and I, I, I'll, I'll, I'll tell you, he's the one that taught me this. Uh, I've been teaching this, the secret to your success, the circle of you. I've been teaching this for, for 20 years. Well, 20 years ago, I learned it from Andy. And, uh, and I've been teaching it ever since. And, and it's something that uh, I try to instill in my kids um, uh, you know, whenever, whenever I am worried about something or feeling anxious about something, or if my wife is worried or feeling anxious about something, I, 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 I try to remind myself or remind her just about this, uh, and focusing on the secret to our success. Um, and it's, it really comes down to work on you and then serve others. Uh, that's the secret to your success. Work on you, then serve others. Too many people try to serve others and don't work on themselves first. And it's really hard to um, pull money out of a bank account that has no money. Uh, it's really hard to uh, get water out of a well that's dry. Uh, it's really hard to pump gas at a gas station that has no gas. Uh, you, you have to fill you up first. You have to work on you first. Fill, you people, I didn't say feel. Fill yourself up first and then, and then serve others. So, uh, today, I kind of want to break that down for you. What does that What does that look like? And what are some practical steps you can take? All right, so work on you. First of all, draw a big circle. If you're watching this, you can see it on the screen. But if you're listening to this maybe later or listening to it right now on your phone, uh, draw a circle on a piece of paper. And inside the circle, write the word you. 
It's a good visual reminder of what working on you looks like because what's inside the circle is all that you can control in your life. What's inside the circle is all that you can control in your life. That's a great reminder. It's a great reminder for any time you're feeling anxious about something. Like I feel like for me personally, I can't speak for everybody in, in the world of anxiety. Whenever I feel anxious and it happens, whenever I feel worried, it happens. It's oftentimes I'm thinking about something or, 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 or meditating on something or trying to pontificate on something. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm thinking about something that's just not, probably not going to happen. And if it does, it's really outside of my control. Uh, how many parents out there worry about something happening to their child? Uh, every parent has that concern. Um, I, my kids aren't driving yet, but I can only imagine once my kids start driving, the, the, the worry, the worrying is going to go up to another level, uh, the potential, right? But you know, that's just outside your circle. I know so many people today that are, um, so caught up in, uh, what's going on in our nation right now. Our nation seems very divided, doesn't it? Um, it's, it's, it's more polarized than ever. And so many people are worried about that. I know, uh, there's, there's all kinds of hot topics right now that, that people are, I don't know if you're, if you're paying attention to news or, or if you're on social media at all, it's like, nobody's actually listening to each other. All they're trying to do is convince the other person that they're wrong and they should adopt their way of thinking. And, and in that regard, I think, man, it's like the, the nation has turned into a nation of Fitzgeralds. <laughs> that's, that's what my family does. That's what I'm genetically predisposed to do is to prove to people that I'm right. Right. But it's, I can't, I can't do anything um, uh, about the polarization in our country. I can't change it. I can only change me. I can only fix me. I can't make somebody else think something different that they don't think. I, I can't. A man changed against his will is of the same opinion still. Napoleon Hill said that. Man changed against his will is of the same opinion still. So I, I can't go around, you can't go around trying to change everybody's opinions about everything that's so up in arms. I mean, you name it, there's a, a list, a litany of things that are dividing our world right now. I can't change your opinion on that. I can only change me and hope to understand you right? And, and what kind of world we live in if we all focused on that? If we all focused on our own circle, on just fixing ourselves, what's inside that circle is all that you can control in your life. And I found it to be a full-time job. <laughs> it's a full-time job trying to fix me. It's a full-time job. When, when you, uh, here's, here's something I've noticed about me. When I am, uh, overwhelmed by the concerns of my family and the world, when I'm overwhelmed by everything outside of that circle, it's because I'm not focused on my circle. It's because I'm not focused on fixing my circle, right? It, it's, be, it's, because, it's because of that, that I start feeling overwhelmed. So I, just, I like to just remind myself, uh, sometimes I, I, when I'm feeling that in, in, in an anxious or, or, or worried state, uh, I'll, on a piece of paper, I'll find myself, I don't know why, where this comes from, why I do it, but I just find myself drawing a circle. And sometimes I'll just write the single letter, the letter U, right in that circle. And just, just to remind myself, is what you're worried about right now, is what you're focused on right now, is that inside your circle or outside your circle? Because if it's outside your circle, you're going to drive yourself nuts thinking about it. Focus on you. You can't control anything 
outside your circle. You can influence it. Uh, I have found that uh, my circle improving has influenced other circles out there in the world to uh, improve themselves and get their circle better. I've seen it happen. Uh, I've observed, I've observed people working on themselves and then they're inside their circle. I've seen people working on that and I've seen it spill over into influencing their spouse and their kids and their neighbors and the people they're in business with. I've seen that happen, but you can't control outside that circle. It's, you know, when, when, um, when I'm uh, coaching people on, on sales, I've zeroed them in and focused them in on what do you have control over in the sales cycle? In, in our sales cycle, what do we have? We have, uh, you, you got a McDowell's, right? You got you to book appointments. Uh, they need to show uh, while they're there. When you run to the appointment, you got you to make the sale. Uh, you got to get it issued. You got to keep it on the books. Like there's, there's a lot of things in that sales cycle. And I think that too many people, too many of us, uh, focus, try to focus on too many things at one time. And that's where we feel overwhelmed and end up doing nothing. True story. I say it's true because when I first time I heard it, I said, that can't be right, but it's true. So if you've ever seen a lion tamer or, or even just a picture of a lion tamer, or just go YouTube lion tamer, I guess. I, don't, I haven't done that recently, so if something weird pops up, don't blame me. But they, you, you, I remember going to the circus as a kid and they had the lion tamer with a stool out there in the ring and, and, and he had a, a whip at the same time. I always wondered, uh, what good is the whip going to do? You need a gun, man. You're in the, you're in the cage with lions. But what, what I learned later is that that stool is, is a four-legged stool that, that keeps the lions confused. It keeps the lions docile. The, the whip is not what keeps them docile. It's, it's the four-legged stool because the lion tries to focus on all four of those things coming at him at one time as opposed to the one thing. When you, when you focus on the one thing, you can focus. But when you focus on four things, you, you get confused and you end up doing nothing. So I, I know that so many people in the sales cycle, they try to focus on everything rather than the one thing. 99% of us in the sales cycle that we do, if we just focused on making our dials every week, 99% of us, we're, we're going to end up making the money we want to make. I know, I know some people progress. I know like Joe Walker progressed and he's, he doesn't focus on the dials he's got to make every week. He focuses on getting his appointments. However, he needs 18 appointments. That's his thing. 18 appointments, 18 appointments. So he just keeps working until he gets his appointments. You don't focus on all of it. You focus on the thing that you can control. Listen, there's things we can do on a phone script to, to, to hedge our bets that they're going to show. You know, there's things we can do in our phone script to, to get better at booking appointments. But we can't, we don't have absolute control over an appointment booking. Uh, you don't have absolute control over them showing. You don't have absolute control over them buying. You can get better at all those things. But you're going to drive yourself nuts trying to control things that you have no control over. Barely have control over myself. It's really hard for me to exert control over the rest of the world. So just a reminder, draw that circle, put you inside of it, and focus on what's inside that circle. Here's some practical steps for, for focusing. Quit blaming everyone else for your problems. Take responsibility for your circle. I, I, I mean, we all do this. <laughs> we all do this. I, when I report my building numbers, my building numbers, like, you know what? I, I, was, I was down in San Antonio on Tuesday. I didn't have a chance to do interviews. <laughs> then, of course, last week was Thanksgiving. Man, that, that's, that's, a, that's a subtle way that I do. We're all guilty of this. It's a subtle way that I blame 
my circumstances for my results. We do this. We all do this. We, we subtly blame our circumstances for our results. We just, we just reported our numbers here on the call, and, and, and some of us said, man, you know, last week was, was, was a holiday week. Didn't get a lot of interviews booked. You're blaming a holiday week. You know, it wasn't a holiday week. It was a holiday. But I, I'm, not, I'm not casting stones here. I do the same thing. If you want to work on you, Quit blaming everyone else for your problems. Quit blaming the circumstances. Well, you don't know my, the way my daddy treated me when I was, who cares? Like, I, I mean, I say that with, with all due love, but, but, but who cares? <laughs> your daddy's not still doing that. You, you now, right? Maybe you need to go to counseling about how your parents raised you. I'm not saying that's a negative thing. I don't say that negatively at all. Uh, uh, all of us need counseling. <laughs> We're all messed up. Uh, the, the video that's out there of Paul Roberts, the broken video, they call it, and it's about him uh, getting sober. Um, at the beginning of it, it's, it's me, and I, I say, everybody's broken, right? It's just, where are you broken? How, how are you broken? Everybody's broken. And, and everybody's got circumstances they can blame. Well, it's beautiful outside, so my production sucks this week. Don't worry, I got you muted. Uh, you know, the, the, the people didn't respond to my ads. Listen, okay, well, you still need the interviews though, right? So quit blaming everyone else for your problems. Quit blaming the ads. Quit, quit blaming. And it's a real sign for me. I'm just, I'm being transparent here today. When I find myself blaming everything outside of my circle, it's a real indicator that I'm not focused on my circle. Is this making sense? When, when I, I know, I know when I find myself blaming, well, you're in a bad mood. Yeah, my kids are annoying me. No, 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 no. Everybody's kids annoy them. You get to decide whether you're annoyed by them or not. <laughs> Trust me. I, I, I'm, I'm preaching to myself, and I know it's easier said than done. But I know when I'm blaming outside that circle, I've got a problem. Read for an hour a day on a topic. At the end of five years, you'll be an expert. I, John Maxwell, I remember reading this from John Maxwell 20 years ago. Read for an hour a day on a topic. At the end of five years, you'll be an expert. You know, a lot of times when I am feeling worried or anxious, right? I, I know it's, it's that time of year. We got about Christmas presents and the New Year's coming and this and that, and, and people start feeling anxiety over money, right? Well, anytime I feel this way, I think about my circle and I ask, what am I reading right now? Am I reading right now? I, I, you don't, you know, in individual coaching conversations, and I think some people maybe don't book individual coaching conversations because they're concerned that um, <laughs> the, the, the truth is going to come out uh, of, of what's going on right now. I know when people are, all, when their brain's all twisted up, I know when your brain's all twisted up, I know that um, you're probably not reading. I know when my brain's all twisted up. I know um, when I'm, you know, I got these moments. Can I be transparent? I, I know when I'm laying awake at night, anxious about something. I know when that's happening. I have to, I, I go in my mind. I go, am I reading? Am I reading right now? Is, have I been reading? Because I read about 100 books a year. But, but crazy enough, there are weeks that'll go by. A week will go by and I haven't read anything. How do you do that? I just read a lot when I'm reading, I guess. I, but... <laughs> Are you reading? Even just a page, even just a page. That's working on you. You know, I, I, so often we want wisdom, but we're not willing to acquire the knowledge to have wisdom. 
Wisdom is applied knowledge. The knowledge comes first. You have to have knowledge to have wisdom. Um, it, it, just, it just is what it is. And so where are you getting that knowledge from? Are you reading? Are you listening to audios? What, what are you putting into your brain? What, how are you working on you? Uh, uh, John Maxwell, uh, I remember, said 75% of our time should be spent operating in our strengths. Whatever your strengths are, you should spend 75% of your time doing those things. 20% of your time, you should be uh, improving your strengths. And then 5% of the time is working on your weaknesses. So we do need to work on our weaknesses. We've got to get our strengths better and get our weaknesses better. We, we basically all have this baseline level that we're at. We need to get it better. How are you doing that? Well, you don't understand. No, 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 no. Now you're blaming outside the circle. It's inside the circle. Take responsibility for you. Put good stuff in through audio and video. We have a ton of video on the Fitz Group website. Um, we are in the process of starting our own uh, Fitz Group um, uh, podcast. So the trainings I'm doing on, on Mondays are going to come out and you're going to see stuff coming out from Tuesday so that you don't have to go to our website to, to get it. It's just going to come right to your phone. Or yes, we're finally adopting to the podcast world that's out there. Uh, but I, I want to do that to make sure that you're getting the education that you need. Are, are you subscribed to the to the Alliance podcast. I'm on every one of those podcasts, the Wednesday call, the product call, the activity call on Fridays. I get all those right to my phone. Are you putting that in? It, you know, and I, I'm, I'm a big believer too that homogenized thinking doesn't get you where you want to go. Okay, so that was a big word. <laughs> I, I think it's a dangerous situation when you surround yourself with, with only with people who think just like you. I, 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 one of the things I'm I'm proud of, and I, maybe I should be proud of this, but if you go to my Facebook and kind of look at my friends and you try to figure out who I was based on my friends, you wouldn't be able to figure out who I am because, because I've got every demographic possible on my friends list on Facebook. And it's pretty, pretty strongly diverse. I, I don't do that for any, any purpose. I just, I seek out people who think differently than I do. I'm not saying that I'm necessarily going to agree with them or that I'm going to get them to agree with me. But I feel like if I can, if I can better understand where they're coming from, I can relate better to them, which makes me more relatable to other people like them, which puts me in a position of helping more people, which is how I make money. So I don't just, I, okay, so this is, this is going to be <laughs> maybe radically controversial. I don't just listen to Alliance Audio. I don't just listen to Fitz Group Audio. I don't just do that. There's other podcasts I listen to. There's other videos I listen to or watch. You can't get caught in all of that. You're, you're not a professional student, so you don't need to spend 40, 60 hours a week watching YouTubes or, or listening to all these podcasts, but you do need to dedicate time to it every single week. Are you availing yourself of the weekly education? There's plenty of weekly education. You guys are on this call right now, so I am preaching to the choir to some extent. You are working on you. But, but listen, it's a good reminder to continue working on you because it, is, it, does seem, it does seem ironic. Like, okay, I'm doing a call right now to people about working on themselves, and they're on this call because they're working on themselves. <laughs> I get the irony, right? 
<laughs> but it's a reminder to keep working on you and the people that you're leading, encourage them to work on them. Now, there, there's, there's a bajillion I, I say we have an information superhighway between the Alliance and the FITS group. And, and even some of you guys are creating your own training content. Like there's, there's a, there's a, a crap load of training available. So FITS, if I'm leading my people to the training, what should I lead them to first? I believe you lead them to the Tuesday morning TFG hotspot. I believe that. I believe that. And I believe it because, because the Alliance is so big that on a Wednesday call, you, you're, you may not be getting the edification that you've earned because the alliance is so big and there's so many people that have earned so much edification. Whereas the Fitz group is a smaller environment. I can give, we can give, we can do more leaderboards for you. We can recognize you. We can, it's easier to stick your head out and get that recognition, right? And as the Fitz group continues to grow, I encourage people to do their own team calls. I know a lot of you guys do your own team calls on a weekly basis. So I, again, I'm not, when, I, when I'm working on me, and when I'm helping other people work on them, I'm, I'm coming at them not with a four-legged stool. I, well, you need to be on the Monday call, the Tuesday call, the Wednesday call, the Thursday call, and the Friday call. <laughs> no, you don't need to be on all those calls. You need to be on the next call. Let's focus. Get on the Tuesday morning call. <laughs> Avail yourself of that weekly education. We do record it in case you miss it. You can go to our website and catch the video of it. And like I say, we are starting to come out with these uh, audios that come into the podcast uh, app on your phone. But it's, it's uh, avail yourself of that education. You've got to. So again, work on you and then serve others. Work on you. you. You can't pour into others what you don't have inside of you. It's, um, I'm, I'm seeing chats come across. I'm going to look at them later. Um, you can't pour out what's inside. And, and, and I see part of what you just said, Corey. Um, I, I know that, that for me, I'm, I'm constantly pouring out as many of you are. And I find, and, and this is why years ago, uh, Heather and I um, learned about ourselves that every 90 days we needed a break and we'd take four days. And our big break was going down to San Antonio. We'd go down to the river walk. We get a hotel there. And we just, we did a lot of sleeping uh, we'd go down to a Mexican restaurant and drink margaritas and watch drunk people fall in the river down the river walk. If you've never done that in San Antonio, you should. And if you have done it, you know what I'm talking about. I like, guess funny. So it's a, uh, it's a good time. We needed that. We had to refill in order to continue pouring out, but it's not just a pour out for 90 days and then refill. You've constantly got to be refilling. You need to constantly be reading, constantly be listening to, to audios, constantly be plugging into that education, constantly affecting your mind so that you can serve others. That's a real key. If all you do is work on you, you're not going to get anywhere. And I don't know why you'd be so selfish. If you've got something that can help somebody, why wouldn't you share it? Now, you guys on this call, I don't know. I'm, I, there's no examples in my mind of, yeah, that person's only working on themselves. They never serve. I'm not seeing that. But you know what I see? I see people getting caught up in the serving part. They get caught up in, in going to this meeting and that meeting and the other meeting and this call, that call, the other call. They, and, and, and to go into, I'm going fits. I'm going to that meeting to serve the people that are there. Okay, but when are you serving yourself? When are you refilling yourself? Because if you constantly run an engine, your car, if it's constantly in the red line on the tachometer, if it's constantly there, you're going to burn the engine out. <laughs> you, you, can't, you can't keep it the RPMs that high all the time. You kind of have to let the RPMs come down once in a while. Maybe change the oil. <laughs> or as I grew up saying, you got to change the oil. 
So <laughs> let's move on and talk about some practical steps of serving others. Serving others. Serve the team and the team will serve you. It's this natural phenomenon. I, I, love, I love going to a restaurant and uh, is two, I've said this example. Many of you have heard me say this example before, but you know, two families are, are converging on the front door of a restaurant. Well, try this next time you do that. I, I, I open up the door for the, fam, the other family to go through. And, and you know what, you, what I find is the other family feels obligated to hold the door for me next. Right. And that, that's, that's the secret to getting to the hostess stand first um, <laughs> to get seats. It's, it's kind of a joke, but it actually works. Um, I don't do that to get seated first, but it, it, it does work. You serve the team, the team will serve you. If you help somebody, they're going to feel obligated to help you. Um, it, it's kind of a, kind of a, a weird thing. I, I know that uh, when, when somebody steps in, uh, here's an example. Uh, we've had uh, multiple people now uh, host the Tuesday morning call. Uh, we've had, uh, I've had Heather host it from the, from the Dallas office. Marty has hosted it from our office. Uh, uh, Mike Alleman has hosted it from the Houston office. Adam has now hosted it from, from West St. Paul, which is south of St. Paul, Minnesota. Um, <laughs> they've hosted it. So just, just something simple like that where they step in and fill in when I can't be there, that, that obligates me more to them. Not like I'm not going to help them already, but, but because they've helped me, I now I now have to help them. It's the law of reciprocity is what John Maxwell calls it. When somebody does something for you, scratches your back, you feel like you got to scratch their back, right back, right? It, it serve the team and the team will serve you. Well, guess what? It even applies to your spouse and significant other. I think that in this topic, in this conversation, we oftentimes think about working on ourselves and serving others. We think about it in the business terms where I'm learning about this particular product so I can teach my agents this particular product. I'm learning about recruiting. I'm learning about leadership development so I can turn and teach my, my agents this, right? That's, that's, not, that's not the only place that we serve others. Try serving your spouse. Try serving the kids. You know, it's... it's, uh, it's <laughs> As, as you are developing your team, you're going to wear so many different hats. It's going to blow your mind in 20 years when you look back and look at all the different hats that you've had to wear in building your business. One of the hats I've had to wear is marital counselor, <laughs> which is comical because I'm married too. <laughs> you know, like everybody that's married needs counseling. <laughs> so it's comical when people come to me about marriage advice. I'm like, all right, I'll help. But here's, it's interesting when I, when a man comes to me and says, Hey, I, I, you know, my wife doesn't cook me dinner or my wife doesn't do it. And it's like complain, complain, complain about what their wife does. And I go, Oh, stop. When, what did you do for her? What'd you do for her? Like, like check it out. Like you, I learned early in our marriage. I read a book one time about marriage and uh, years ago, read, read this book. It's called sheet music. It's by uh, um, Kevin Lehman. Uh, he's also the guy that, uh, that wrote um, uh, the way of the shepherd that sometimes I'll teach on. Uh, but uh, he wrote this book, Sheet Music, and he talked about how he, he recognized that doing the dishes for his wife, you know, caused her to do his dishes. You know what I'm saying? So <laughs> I don't know how to really say that. Um, <laughs> it's weird when I'm just looking at this camera, this, this, this glass eye looking at me. I don't, I, don't, <laughs> I don't know anybody's faces out there to look at. But So I, I just tried it out, do the dishes just like that. Suddenly my wife is friendlier towards me. Hmm, interesting. So it, it, it's kind of, it's, it's funny how that plays out. Uh, and, and I think that most marital situations, uh, most tend to resolve themselves when each person quits thinking about what the other person is doing against them and focuses instead on trying to serve that other person. Try that out. 
just try for a week, see what happens. You're, you're going to wake up to it. I mean, a new world. <laughs> when you take the focus off of yourself, it's easy to see where you can help. <laughs> Doing the dishes. When you take the focus off of yourself, when you, when you, when you, and we just, we just talked about, we just talked about how we got to work on ourselves and focus on our circle. And it's kind of weird to then say, when you take the focus off of yourself, no, you're trying to get yourself better. You're not, Take the focus off of how the circumstances are affecting you. Take the focus off of that. Improve yourself. Then it's easy to see when you're looking at somebody that you're there to serve, when you're looking at them and, you, and you're studying them, it becomes easy to see where you can help. When you're not thinking about it, what's in it for you? When you're thinking about it, what's in it for them? When you're thinking about it from that angle, it's easy to see where you can help. I, I, I have a son that... Uh, my Zachary, my, my, my second son, he's, he's really naturally good at serving. He just, he just, he just does it. He's got that gift. Not everybody has that gift like he does, but we all can be like him. If we just quit thinking about us and look at others and think about what they need, it's really easy to start seeing where they, where you can help. You start adopting this, you're going to get better in the field. You're going to get better at selling. You can get better at recruiting. You're going to get better at teaching other people how to do what we do. When you take the focus off of yourself and think about them in their situation, well, I need that person to write an application so I can get my next promotion. That's not going to help you serve them. You're not going to appropriately see, you're just going to keep beating that donkey, man. Like <laughs> quit beating the donkey and figure out how to get the donkey to walk without beating them. Give them a carrot. How about that? You just don't know until you start focusing on them. Ask yourself, how can I help? How can I help? That's a great, uh, my, my friend Jeremy Patton said years ago that on top of every one of his leads, he, used to, he writes, help me, on the top of his lead, help me. So that when he was calling them, he, he really saw it as it was. It wasn't a lead to make a sale. It was a cry for help from somebody desperate for, for insurance. In a situation that's desperate enough to reach out to a perfect stranger and give all their private personal information to that perfect stranger. That's the desperation our clients are in. Right on top of your leads, help me. I love that suggestion. But as you're walking around every day, talking to other people, ask yourself, how can I help this situation? How can, how can I help? Sometimes the answer is, you can't. Sometimes the answer is, nothing. Just do nothing. That's how you can help. Sometimes the answer is, you can shut the hell up. So can you tell? Can you tell? I spent four days with the family. <laughs> Sometimes the best thing you can do is just sit there and listen. Empower others. Don't enable bad habits. When you're serving others, it's important that you're not. It's important that you're not doing something all the time for them. For them that they should be doing for themselves. You know, like the 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 movie Failure to Launch with Matthew McConaughey. Um, you know, and, and it was a situation where he moved back home. But when you got, when you got the 40 year old that mom is, is cooking every meal and they don't charge rent and doing the laundry for that kid, like, why would that kid ever leave? <laughs> why would that kid ever go away? I believe when you're building an agency, when you're raising leaders, you do for them until they can do for themselves. So somebody coming on board with us, they want to start building an agency. They give me names and numbers to call. I'm going to call the name and number. I'm going, to, I'm going to interview them. If it's a match, I'm going to get them licensed, get them contracted, get them trained, get them out there making money. I'm doing the whole thing. Am I going to do the whole thing for Mike and Michelle? No, they know what the heck they're doing. 
it would only hurt them for me to do it all for them. That would hurt them. That wouldn't empower them. That wouldn't develop them as leaders. It would hinder their growth. The old saying is, give a man a fish, he eats for a day. Teach a man to fish, and he eats for a lifetime. How about giving a man a fish while you're fishing with him to teach him how to fish? I love working. So serving others. Think about this. Don't stop what you're doing to serve somebody else. How about serving them while doing what you're supposed to be doing? Killing two birds with one stone. So if you're working on your circle and you're like, hey, I, the thing I can control is my dials. Okay, while you're making your dials, can you teach somebody else how to do dials by having them sit and watch you do dials? I see on Tuesday, I see Joe and Marty every Tuesday send out the link to watch to some people log in and watch them make dials. I encourage you to, to set it up where you're, you're making dials too with them virtually. I encourage that. But this is, this is how you are feeding yourself while teaching somebody else how to feed themselves. You can do it. I heard Andy for years used to say, making money while you're making money while you're making money. <laughs> Another popular way of saying it is killing two birds with one stone. You're doing it at one time and you're accomplishing multiple things at that one time. But if you're constantly catching fish and giving it to people and not teaching them how to fish, you're creating a dependency that's not healthy for them or you. You're creating a full-time job for you, and eventually you're going to reach your capacity of how many people you can feed with your own fishing, right? I, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not going to recruit for people forever. <laughs> Last few weeks have been talking about width and depth. I'm recruiting people long enough until I can start getting depth underneath them, and I'm not going to continue doing the width. I'm going to teach them how to do it while I'm doing it. Anyway, it'll work on you, then serve others. That's the summary, and that's really the key to success. It, wherever you want to go in life, if you will improve yourself and help other people improve themselves, yeah, it's going to turn out okay for you. Can I help you? Sure would like to. If you're an agent with us, please go to timewithfits.com. That's timewithfitz.com to schedule a time when I can help you directly. Just pick a topic, pick a time, and we'll meet. If you're not an agent with the Fitz Group, I encourage you to go to thefitzgroup.org slash contact. Again, that's thefitzgroup.org slash contact and send us a message. See you next week.